The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back to Cardboard Cave. If you're ever shifting cave, moving around all over the place, you never know when I'm going to come out with an episode. You never know what's next. And today in the cave, working his way around the smelly, dying rats and and the mold is Gobby. Moldy cardboard, as far as I can say. Yes. That would be that would be a good name for a podcast specifically about not getting to play your board games moldy cardboard yeah as your tears rain down upon the boxes that you can't play just soaking wet salty cardboard (laughs) the shelf of shame as you look upon it that's what yeah that's what my wife calls our photographs all the photographs of me she keeps on her shelf (laughs) the shelf of shame huge mistake Uh, yeah she hates those jokes those and my morbid jokes she hates all those um, this is going to be a rapid fire episode. I try to sound like Mike Delisio. I know he likes to say that. <laughs> Steal from those who can when you can't. That's what I say. Um, Gobby actually messaged me out of the blue. I've been thinking about solo games more lately than I ever have. I think that's safe to say. And I hinted at it with my bonfire review, which apparently, according to Gobby, was a very confusing review. <laughs> Did you like it or not? I still don't know. <laughs> then that's perfect because that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> it's still sitting up on my shelf, and it's like, should I just go and sell it? I don't know. Should I? I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, been thinking a more about solo decision. Games. <sighs> Bonfire, keep it or sell it. I need you to tell me right now. Yeah, sell it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's all you need to say right there. It's not good enough. You know that's. It's what my wife told me yesterday, but, um, only no, the best, <laughs> only the best. You'll only accept settle for only the best. That's why she yeah. married you, Trevor. See, look yep. at me propping you up. Thank you so much. That's, that's better. She appreciates that kind of talk a lot more. <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah. Solo games. I don't know why I've gone 20 years of being into games and never took them seriously. I think that's the best way to put it. Like I just, it's something to do. If I couldn't play a game, but I almost had this, it wasn't even snooty. It was just like a personal thing. Like, nah, I'm not going to put that time if I'm the only one enjoying it. And then after over two and a half years of complaining, of just playing so few games, probably the last three years, really, it was like, I'm an idiot. I just need to find some games that are good solo and play them. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good well, way sounds, to play. It sounds paradoxical. Is that a word? Oxymoronical? I'm sure it is. It sounds weird. I'll go with that one to say I'm not taking my games seriously. I know, yeah, <laughs> They're games, but uh, people do take them very seriously. It uh, is weird, I, yeah. I I wasn't into. Well, actually, I've enjoyed some solos since I kind of got into it, but 
I mean, I I was the same way. I was like, oh, well, you got board games. Well, you play those with other people. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't uh, keyed in on the solo side of board gaming until a little bit later on into playing many, many of them. And, and I enjoy it. I like it. Do, But I prefer, I don't know. I guess it depends. I mean, it seems the natural that you would prefer playing games with other people. Yeah. Do you want to play this with other people or play this? And there's some games like, you know, all those GMT and coin, or I guess coin, you know, there's some games specifically for one person. So it's like, I could play Nemo's war by myself which I never have. Jerry had it. He sold it, said it wasn't that good. Or I can play <laughs> something else with somebody else. And, you know, maybe I'm in a funk and I don't, don't want to be around nobody that day. So, but yeah. generally yeah. speaking, I, I, I'd rather play with somebody else, but it's nice to have that option of, you know what? Yeah. I have no friends today. So here I go by myself playing a game. I think, uh, my review of bonfire is a great, uh, not metaphor what's the word i'm looking for a comparison because i would rather play multiplayer because i don't think i've ever had the at this point being fairly new to taking solo games seriously trademark um, which you must you must at this point i don't i don't think i've had the highs in a solo game that i've had in some multiplayer games but the effort is less it's much less because you don't have to talk anybody else into anything you just have to find the time yourself to do it. So I don't know if I'll ever enjoy it as much as multiplayer, but it's a heck of a lot easier to get it done. So it might actually be a great bargain in that uh, that sense. Which let me just start with Bonfire because that's exactly how I've decided about Bonfire. It's not that it's not a good game, but it's the effort required. And so it's the same thing with multiplayer gaming. Yes, I would rather play a meaty game with four players than play by myself, but it's a lot more effort. So maybe sometimes it's worthwhile to play by myself, which is a bad comparison, but bonfire, the conclusion I've come to is it does play well solo. So it fits this episode. Listen to my last episode. If you want the long version, the short version is, I think it's not enjoyable enough for me to be worth the effort. And my goal through this little list we're doing here is, um, to figure out what it is about the handful that I've played recently that either works or doesn't work. So I can figure out what kinds of solo games I need to be going for. Um, like I want to know, I guess, what kind of solo gamer am I? Because over 20 years, I've discovered things I like about multiplayer games, but there's also things I like about solo games. And it's not necessarily the same things that I look for in multiplayer games all the time. So with Bonfire, uh, it, it's on the more heavy end of things, which is fine for solo, but it's got to be worth the effort. And in my opinion, it wasn't for me. And I think what that comes down to is it doesn't provide more fun than a game like Newton, which I played recently, but it feels like a lot more work. So why would I want to put a lot more work in for something that's not more fun than this other game that provides me just as much or more, you know? When you're talking about the work, are you talking about, <laughs> does that include, like, do you include the setup and teardown of a game yeah, like Bonfire? I, I do, but for Bonfire, it's all of it. It's the whole time I'm playing. For me, the work, I definitely count the setup and teardown, good Lord, setup and teardown. 
But for me, for a solo game, there's two extremes. And I kind of think I gravitate towards one extreme or the other. And I'm okay with both. Either a game that's like instant setup and very little overhead, and it's just fun and quick. Or on the other end, it might require a lot of investment, but it gives a lot back. And I'm okay with either. But for me, Bonfire has worked the whole time because a theme, there is no, there, it's worse than no thing. The thing's working against you. And I was missing stuff. So when I say it's work, it's work. Just remember, like, oh, yeah, I forgot to do this yeah. on my third and fourth game. Um, Does it have a lot of free actions that you forget about? That's no. my biggest pet peeve with games like that, like the Lacerda games. You got this free action that uh, it needs to be written on a player aid somewhere, and generally it's not. Bonfire is sort of the opposite. It is so much that you're supposed to do to legally play the game just to get one thing done. It is like six steps sometimes to get one thing done. And so, like what I kept forgetting, though, are these things that's not printed anywhere. For example, when you get down to a certain number of these pieces in this certain one area, that triggers the final rounds of the game. But it's not logical that that would be the case. There's nothing on the board that would show you that. And so I just kept on playing and kept on going. There's no reason you can't keep going forever, honestly. <laughs> but it's like, oh, crap, the game ended five turns ago, and I missed it. Which sounds ridiculous, but with this game, that's it's very possible. So, yeah, I think a game could be this heavy, but it almost needs some theme to help you remember some things. Like, the theme in this mm-hmm. game works against it. So, Bonfires confused me a little bit because I thought what I was looking for was this heavier Euro game. Because Newton, to me, is like a solid medium-weight Euro game, and I love playing it solo. But once you played it a couple times, it doesn't take much effort at all. It's just so smooth. Um, yeah, I think me, yeah. Newton, Newton and like even Viticulture solo, like that's about the weight. That's about as I think that's about as heavy as I want to go because I've played 10 since. So me and Jerry did a podcast on the snobs in which I complained about falling. Like I was no longer interested in games and that's because I hadn't played any. Yeah. Well, like as soon as we I, did I that podcast, that as soon as we did that podcast, like I've been tearing it up ever yeah. since. I'm fully yeah. back involved. I love gaming. I've been soloing. And I think part of it was it was around the time we were talking about Imperium. And he's like, he's like, well, you can play it solo because I have no desire. And I I don't remember if I discussed, I, I think I mentioned it. But anyway, Imperium Classic Solo to me was dreadful. It's just a bunch of cards. It's nothing like London is a better card game. And also when you're playing solo, you got to constantly refer back to this rule book. And it tells you, well, if you see this symbol, it means this and da da da. Mm. It's just a constant refer back to the book. So it, I had ranked my 10 games I've played. Imperium Classics is number 10. And I've only ranked these just, I've played 10 games recently solo. And so I ranked them. That's what I do. I rank things. I'm a ranker. Imperium is on the bottom. Uh, then I got in. So after that, then Jerry would come over. We played a couple more times, but then I just started like knocking stuff out that I've been wanting to play solo. I had villagers on my shelf for a, a few years. Oh, wait that a minute. Card game villagers. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. It's just a long, narrow white box of cards. Okay. never mind. So this is not the village. Cause not I've had the, the village. village on my shelf for, for years now. <laughs> not the, well, that's a good game. That's pretty, it's pretty decent for a worker placement. But Villagers is just a card game. And it's all, it's, uh, I would say it's, it's like a super light version of Imperium Classics, maybe not really, but you're just building a village. 
there's nothing to it. There's some cars that you have to chain together before you build a log house. Well, first you need wood, then you need a carpenter and you have to like purchase them first. And there's other prerequisites. It's okay, but it's nothing like I, it's my number nine out of the 10 solos I've played recently. Uh, you, you described the box very accurately. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> it's a long it's, white card box. The whole game is very white. <laughs> Pretty much. It doesn't look bad, though. The yeah, art huh. is fine. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not a... Yeah, and I, I, hate if, I have trouble saying, well, this is a bad game. It's not a bad game. It's, it's just nothing that blows me away. It's nothing that I was like, oh, this is... I was, in a recent podcast we recorded, I said, I like games where I'm playing. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. I didn't experience any of that, either in Imperium or Villagers. I'm going to look up the Board Game Geek community and see what they say to see if they agree or disagree with you. And oh, I'm s- sure. Let's say. Oh, have you done it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to pull them up as you talk. the The community says like 80, no, about 70 percent recommend it as a solo game, but only 15 percent say it's best at solo. Apparently, it shines at three and at four. So. So they don't I would have zero desire to play. And that's my thing with a lot of games. I have zero desire to make the game even longer yeah. with more players. Like Imperium Classics, like that's the thing. Everybody talks about it being solo. And yeah, it, it, it is a solo game. Two players at the most because it was a fairly long game. But uh, and people like the the history and all that stuff behind it, but it's just written on a card. It means nothing to me. Yeah. Let, I'll get another. You, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, what have you played? You, I remember you telling me you played Bonfire and you're really into Newton. Yeah. What else have you played? Yeah, I played a few recently. I'm just going to squeeze one in every now and then as you go through your list because I've not ranked mine. Um, I'm kind of just going through my collection of games I already had, and Newton was one of those, and saying, hey, this has a solo mode. Let's learn it and see how it works. Newton um, to me is one of those. To me, I think I prefer it solo because it's a multiplayer game. You know what? Yep, it's a multiplayer solo, and it just makes it longer. You know what? I've played it half a dozen times in the period of a week or so, which is for me for this kind of game was almost unheard of. I tried it once with my wife two player, and her first game was a little bit of a struggle because the first game is a little bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'll just keep this for solo. Like I don't need to. I, this is not bragging, but I played it enough time solo now. I don't think she could beat me unless she starts playing a solo and catches up because it's so you're a saying puzzle, you, you know. You could tell your wife, I don't need you right now. Yeah, I said I don't I don't need you and I'm gonna beat you. So I mean that's <laughs> if we play, I will defeat you. What we're doing right now is pointless for you. Exactly. Uh so Newton, yeah, was is kind of the one I played over and over, but underwater cities, and this is one I've this made me realize something about myself, and I don't know if this is backwards or if you agree with this. Underwater Cities is one of my absolute favorite games. I just love it. And it's one I actually do get to play sometimes multiplayer. And so I played it once solo, and it's definitely better multiplayer, but it works solo. But I kind of thought, you know what? I don't want to figure it out, or I don't want to get, again, this is not to be arrogant, but I don't want to play it so much solo that I get better than everybody else at it, and then they don't have fun when we play multiplayer. So I kind of want to save it, which is weird to save a game. <laughs> but if it's my, one of my absolute favorite games, I'm not sure I want to play it solo too much because I love it multiplayer so much. So it's well, a weird thing, but it that does. I've always wondered that. It's like you know, if we're playing, if I'm playing this game all the time solo, 
you do learn a lot of times the best route to take. Right. That is part and, of the fun of a game is, is getting to that point where you realize how to play it, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I had the same experience with Underwater Cities. Also a great game. I, I enjoy that one as well. I do enjoy it multiplayer because you do get blocked off spaces and now oh, that's where I wanted to go. Like that's what mm -hmm. I like about even though the workers are these weird cardboard. And mine are submarines. <laughs> well, I, I, I went on Etsy and bought the little, you know, the little submarines that somebody has yeah. printed off. It's a lot better than cardboard tiles. I've got I've got the whole upgrade system for it and I've played it. Uh, with uh, some friends of mine, Mike and Crystal, several times multiplayer, and they love it. What were we talking about? This one, basically, problem. like it. I like it so much multiplayer. I don't know how much oh, I want to play. It oh solo. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played it a bunch solo right before I took it over to them. Yeah, and so I took it over to them, and I defeated them handily the first game. <laughs> but mike and crystal are both very sharp at games they usually win i usually lose yeah but i had played it enough solo i kind of had gotten the groove but it's like yeah i beat them the first game but once they realized how to play also then they they defeated me so it was really not that big of a deal and actually underwater cities i think is a bad example of what i was saying because it is so variable there's the deck that's gonna be different every time i'm not sure if you could really master it so i think it would be okay to play it solo and still play multiplayer Newton, I think though, I think might be one of those. If you played it so much solo, you're just going to be better at it. I think. Yeah, because you're just running up tracks, and you know which tracks to run up and what to get. And that's the thing with uh, underwater cities. I think you can kind of figure out what cards you want, especially like those in-game cards and yeah. some abilities you might want during the game. And that's that's my one kind of thing about underwater cities, and even terraforming Mars. It's the same thing. It's like if you know a a particular set of cards that you want to have that really help you on your strategy, but there's a lot more out there. So that, but yeah, I like underwater cities a lot. Yeah. Um, go on Etsy and get all the upgrades, which I have done and oh, board yeah. game geek. I've gotten all the geek up bits too. <laughs> yeah. Like I've, I've gone out for that game. Unlike most other games. And honestly, I don't regret it because they just make the game more fun. And I think I've talked, I think, I think I've talked <laughs> about okay. this to you. You're from North, North Carolina. Carolina. I want to say Kentucky every time. <laughs> I don't know why. I have a friend from Kentucky that sounds a lot like you. I think that's it. That makes sense. Yeah. And see, I've been to certain parts of Kentucky, and to me, they sound more south than us, but it just depends <laughs> where you go. Down in the holler is where you got to go. Raylan, Raylan Givens, you got to talk to him. <laughs> the holler. Yes. Justified. The holler. You watch Justified? Oh, I watched the first season of it. Yeah, I remember the... Raylan Givens down yeah. the holler. That's Kentucky. Down the that's, holler. That's where I've got all my information from Kentucky at. So I assume they're all criminals. Is that wrong? Well, the city I was in, or the town, whatever you call it, it was called Hazard. That was the name of the town. Hazard, Kentucky. Hazard, yep. And uh, they had haulers. And I know the Walmart was like the size of a large convenience store to us. <laughs> so it was interesting. But no, um, what were you just saying? Oh, the, the expansion to underwater cities. I think we talked about this before. Yes, yes. I, I can't send me some money if you want me to have it. That's all yeah, I can like, say. That's one of those things that like, I'm so glad I just did it to begin with because I don't know if I would have after the thought. But yeah, the those boards where the stuff doesn't slide around, it was honestly mm -hmm. worth it just for that for me. Jerry, but, 
Jerry just went into uh, an Oklahoma City game store and he said it was like 60 bucks for that expansion. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I played probably 48 or 49. It's pretty darn close to the price of the game. Um, but yeah, if you don't love the game, I don't think it would be worth it. But uh, it's one time when I think I've got my money's worth out of an expansion. And usually I definitely don't. Uh, I can go over another quick one real quick. Uh, let's see. Uh, Fields of Arl. I think it's been a little bit since I played it solo. I have no excuse because it's fantastic. But for me, this is an example of one. I mean, this is a medium heavy Euro. This is on the high end of medium. This is a, I would say it's at least as heavy as bonfire, but because the theme actually works for you a little bit. I think if I went back to play it again, I wouldn't have to read the rule book from scratch. You know, I would remember some things. Whereas bonfire, I swear, I promise in six months, if I tried to play again, I would have to start from scratch and learn everything over because nothing is logical. But Fields of Arl is a good example of a game that takes a lot of effort up front, but it's worth it to me because the theme works. I mean, even if you don't think it's exciting, it works. Um, and for me, it's worth the payoff. So that's, I think Fields of Arl is sort of on the high end of complexity I like for a solo game, but that's a good example of one that I think is totally worth it. And I think it's probably almost as good solo as two player. Like it's, it's neck and neck. So that's, I would recommend that one for people who like Euro games. Uh, Fields of Arl Newton are probably the two Euro games that I played solo so far that I would most recommend for solo. Um, Fields of Arl is very good solo. Yeah. And yeah, it's the, it's, I, yeah, I would, I would just, that's one of those I would just rather play by myself because it, it changes nothing with another player. Yeah. Other than the fact that you can't, go from winter to summer or one of those like you yeah one it's one actions, little action that's the only difference is, otherwise i'm just like trying to see what i can score fields of arl i there are some games i have played so much and that's one of them i played it solo a bunch and i played it and played it and played it and i'm like i told jerry i think i'm done i think i'm good with fields of yeah. arl you could probably there's, reach not, that point. there's not a whole lot of variability i mean everything's out or everything's out there yeah and i mean yes you can i just guess i maybe don't have the personality of trying to find out just the extremely superior way to score the best in this game i've scored a healthy amount i forget how the scoring even goes but is it, it does it doesn't have that chart where at least like if you're here you're good I believe so, and it has been a hot minute since I played it. It just it just hasn't come to the table again. Um, I think I finally scored like over a hundred and ten or whatever it's like, yeah. you know, number is. And I was like, okay, I beat it. I'm good because it took me a long while to do that. And again, your your choices don't change. Yeah. You still go here to collect wood. You still go here to collect clay or bricks, and it's it's a very nice game. It's one of those that's very pleasant. Like I yeah. enjoy playing it for like almost like a relaxation because it's a very quaint theme. You're farming, yeah. you're uh, where, wherever it's taking, wherever Arl, Arl, Arlay. I don't know how you say that. Probably I always said Arl, but I have no idea why. <laughs> Fields of Arlay in Germany Arlay. somewhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a very pleasant theme, but I'm good. I, I don't need to play that one again, but I will if someone wanted to, but. I'm yeah. selling my copy is what I'm saying. Do you have any interest in the expansion? Like when you get tired of a game like that, or you just move on no. once you're tired of the game? Yeah. No, I'm not. 
we're not we're not expansion people here at board game snobs yeah no i get it yeah i get that well i think you were your number eight on your top solo games you played lately my number eight is a weird little game it's a weird game that i don't see hardly anywhere it's called pocket landship it came out in 2019 hmm. command a world war one era landship against steam powered mech so it's kind of like this alternate history designer scott allen okay so this guy has nothing but consonants in his life c z y s z uh scott allen that's amazing and you're playing it's a very simple game you set out these cards for your opponent you're, and it's solo or co-op and it's one of those that's pretty much a solo game mm -hmm. if it's co-op it's solo to me i don't do co-op you set out yeah. nine cards for your opponent you set out three cards for yourself and the game tells you if this is your first game use these and if this is your first game for yourself use these i like that in games when they have that set out so it's very simple to figure out you use these little red die and it has it printed on the card. Set this one to a four. You put that on there. If that card received damage, well, then you knock it down to a three. Then knock it down to a two. There are things that can build that back up on the enemy and on your own cards. And you just, you roll the die for the enemy. And one through six, it tells you on the enemy's card exactly what will happen. Either nothing happens, damage to this, damage to that. It's, it's all written right there on the cards. It's super simple. Even though this is number eight of the 10 games I've played solo, I this is a weird game that I really like because it's so, this is what you were talking about. You can set this up in one minute, roll the die and be going. It's not heavy strategy because of course it's dice. But you can mitigate the die to, I don't ever know, dice or die. You can mitigate the dice to a certain degree. And you're just battling this enemy back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's super fast, fast setup, pocket land ship. It's one of these games that I never hear anybody talking about. And for the most part, it may not be, you know, that great by, viewed by most people because it is just purely dice rolling. But I enjoy it. It's a 1.75 on the weight scale, so it's very light. But, well, uh, um, as you're talking, I added it to my wish list because it sounds right okay. up my alley. <laughs> and it's apparently uh, completely unavailable in North America, so thanks It's for that. a PNP, though. Oh, there's is it? Oh, there's print and play okay. files. Mm -hmm. I mean, I no, I got it. I yeah. purchased a box of it, and it comes with the die. And really, all you need is to... I mean, you really only need six die to remain on there and then three to roll so you need nine die total which i'm sure almost all board gamers have loads of die just sitting somewhere yeah but there are print and play versions of it if it's not available they came out with a second version that added some like commanders and these other cards to it but it's a it's a very nice dice rolling quick battle game well if i can get a hold of it I've I've never really been big on print and play. I've done a few things, but not much. But if I can get a hold of it, I'm, that sounds up my alley. So that was your number eight? That was my number eight of my 10 recently played, y'all. What about your seven? 
Number seven would be Nations the Dice Game, which you've uh, seen on Instagram here recently. I looked it up after you posted that on Instagram. The 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 dice game came out in 2014 and the the actual nations game came out in 2013. So like they really they quickly made a dice game of this, and the designer is the one of the designers of the original, and it 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 has the same feel. I guess because of all the iconography is the same, but of course it's completely different because it's a dice game. The yeah. other game like takes two hours to play, whereas this one's 15 to 20 minutes, yeah. I feel like, especially solo. Solo, you can knock this game out in a good 20 minutes. But that's my, that's what I was, it's my number seven of my top 10. It's not, it's not even a sieve building game because it's just a silly little dice game, but it is a very nice one. Uh, I enjoy it. And again, it's one of those. I actually, after I played it solo, I played it two player with a friend of mine. They came over. I played it two player. And uh, I was like, you know what? It plays pretty much the same. This, again, is another game I just assumed rather play solo. Yeah. Uh, I think, does it feel anything like, um, did you ever play Roll Through the Ages? It was the yes. game, chunky wooden dice. Yes. I always enjoyed that game. It felt like a game you play at Cracker Barrel with little pegs you move up on all the tracks. Yeah, I, I had that one for a long while. And you know what? Now that you say that, I think I would prefer Row Through the Ages. Yeah. I don't know if it plays solo. I'm actually looking it up now. I never did. Yeah, it, it does, does because play I played it. Well, what do you know? I had okay. Row Through the Ages, but it's these are games that's like i need to they're fine for a while and i can play them but i need to set them aside for a good while and let them sit before i yeah. go back to them because if you play them four or five times in a row you're like you know what i'm good i'm good i'm gonna bounce off that with one i wanted to talk about because i literally just played it for the first time yesterday i played it twice solo and then me and my wife played it and it's a game I did buy it because it's beautiful and it's one I know I can get played, but I wasn't super excited about it myself. Um, but that is Parks, which was a pretty hot game here recently. Yeah. Um, it's a gorgeous game. It's got art from the the 59 Parks Project, so it's like artists from all over the country. Um, gorgeous, ridiculously good components for the price, like custom trays that look like logs, uh, wooden-shaped components, incredible... Uh, incredible art and every single card is different but i wasn't expecting a lot but it's actually a pretty engaging little game it's um you ever played Takato, the antoine balza game where it just i have not it is so relaxing that it's almost off-putting that's if you I don't know what to expect <laughs> yeah that's what i always hear it is it's one of those games that i have enjoyed but only when i'm in the mood and everybody knows and i've literally put on like relaxing japanese music in the background because you have to be in the mood for that game uh because it's, it's all about the mood this is like you take that concept of just moving down the trail but adds just a little bit of bite to it and so i enjoyed it more than i thought i would um and that includes the solo because i don't know about you but i just would almost rather game doesn't even have solo than to tack it on and it's just like yeah, so yeah. pathetic yeah, I kind of expected bother. that out of this, but it's kind of clever. Um, the solo game is actually a little more tense than the multiplayer game because the idea is you're moving down this path, which are basically tiles laid out in front of you. But every round, these tiles change order. You shuffle them up and put them back on a new path. 
Um, so like the actions available to you will change the order and you can move as far down the path as you want to, but you can never move back with either of your hikers until you get to the end of the trail, then you're done. Uh, but in the solo game, it adds park rangers, which are basically moving along the trail with you. But if they get to the end before you, it can really screw you and you like run out of time to do stuff. They're watching you. Make sure you don't fish illegally. You, like, they're ready to poke you with that or stick sh- if you throw it down shoot a deer butt. or something. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and if you fall into the creek and break your leg, I really don't get the sense that they're going to help you. Um, it doesn't <laughs> seem that way. But, hey, but no, what, what was the name of the park ranger on Yogi? Oh, Ranger. I want to say Ranger Rick. Rick. That's not right. No. Is it Rick? That, no, that's out. Okay. Well, we both said I wanted Rick. to say Ranger Rick, but I don't know. That, that might be right. some like skit off of something. It probably Ranger is. Rick. Yeah. Um, but and that's a little deck that you flip over, which a lot of solo games do that. But it's pretty cool because basically all the deck does is it tells you something bad, an event that's going to happen to you once the Rangers collect a certain number of tokens. And so you can see it coming and you can prepare for it. So it's not. I don't know. It adds just enough and it's a quick setup that I think it's a lot better than I thought it would be. This to me, though, is the kind of solo game, just like what you're talking about. I'm not going to make an evening out of this. I'm not going to play it a hundred times, but it is a bonus. I consider it a bonus. Like twice a year, I might pull this out and play it solo, but mostly I got it because it's like a, you know, a family weight game um, that is ridiculously good looking. So I think it'll be easy to talk people into playing it. And so for me, the solo is just a bonus. I would not buy it for that personally, but it is better than I thought it would be. So if you have parks and you're like me, maybe give the solo a chance. Um, It's way better than I thought it would be, but it's, you know, it's pretty light. Um, That's the same line as Cascadia, which everyone's raving about, which I've also feel like is probably too light for my interest. Yeah, that. I mean, this is how twisted I am. When I bought Parks, it's one of those games that I really was not excited to play it when I bought it because I feel like it's going to be too light for my interest. But I have a few people in my life right now that at least I could get a game played if I play a game like this with them, you know? Yeah. And I would still rather do that than not play a game most of the time, unless they're annoying people. Um, But I have to say, it was a little more clever than I thought it was going to be. So uh, Cascadia, I'm the same way about. I actually have it on a miniature market order, and I hope that I find it to be fun and clever and not just too vanilla. Uh, but we'll find out. Well, I'll let you play it and then you can tell me. Yes. Ranger Rick originally Ranger Rick's nature magazine is a children's nature magazine that is published by the United States national wildlife federation. It's Ranger John Smith and Yogi bear. Apparently, Wow. Not have guessed that John Smith. Can you get more generic? Nope. Speaking of generic, what's your number six? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Nothing generic about Fast oh. and Furious. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Fast and Furious Highway Heist? No. This is, they have this, this Prospero Hall, and I, it irritates me that on the box, they don't have it one to four because it's a cooperative game. They have two to four players. But you can easily just do it like everybody does Pandemic or any other co-op game, and you're just operating two people. So I played okay, this. Yeah. I played this. I played this with Dom and uh, uh, Brian, of course. I don't know what else you would choose in a solo game, uh, and we lost. But it's a very. It's <laughs> a very. I was really like wanting to like you know 
do a YouTube video and have me and Jerry and Enrique and our, uh, uh, muscle shirts and my white tee and just have some <laughs> reggaeton blaring, but, uh, it was, that probably wouldn't work out all that well, but as a cooperative solo game, it was, it was pretty fun and it's very pretty thematic and the cars that they have, you, you play these cards that tell you what the bad guys are going to do. And then you roll die for yourself based on what you want to do. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you can do. You can move, you can try to ram them. You can try to jump out of your car onto one of their cars and take over that <laughs> car. And there's just a lot of stuff going on. And there's like three or four different scenarios in the box. I enjoyed it tremendously. I played it a couple of times solo. Again, it's a cooperative game, but all you got to do is, I mean, you're even on cooperative games, there's usually one person just making all the decisions for everybody, unfortunately. So yeah. just play the, play this solo. It, it doesn't require more than one person, quite frankly, unless you just got somebody that just completely wants to ignore everything you suggest. That's why I don't get to go out about cooperative games. Are we going to work together? If not, then make make it a a, a, comp, a competitive game. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise, you got somebody that's just going to make their own decision. You're like, no, what are you doing? Drive over here. We need to get this semi off the road. But it was fun. It and it did have that moment, which I I think only dice games can provide. If I make this dice roll, we win. Mm -hmm. If I don't, we lose. And I like that feeling, especially in small solo games. And this game is very simple. It's very easy. It's sold at Walmart and Target. I enjoyed it a lot. And that's why it is my number six, uh, Fast and Furious Highway Heist. All right. Well, yeah, that, uh, why don't they? Designer Prospero, Prospero Hall. Yeah. Is that a person's name? Do you know? No, no it is really it's starting to get a little ridiculous because they make so many games. It's a design team and they it's never give their individual names. Right? Yeah, right. That's what I thought. But I was but I was listening to some other video and they were like the designer Prospero Hall, he did this and he did that. I was they, like, <laughs> wait, what? Some people probably just assume that. Um no, they've uh they've done a lot at this point. I've played at least two of their games, and they were both honestly pretty good. Uh, Back to the Future, it was the cooperative board game. It's, it's quite good. Ridiculously hard to win, though. Um, And then uh, Pan Am, which I think is a really good little Euro game. We uh, like Pan Am a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, good company. The And you raise a good point. Why is every, like, truly cooperative game not have an official solo mode? Because it's the easiest thing in the world to do. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and I kind of agree with you, uh, hot take, and I've always been a little afraid to admit this, but I've never really loved pandemic, but I think I could love it almost if it was designed as a solo game from the start. Yeah. I, I can't stand everybody just sitting around and waiting for the smartest person to tell you what to do <laughs> or ignoring the smartest person when, you know, you probably should just do what they say anyways. Like it's kind of, yeah, kind of broken to me, but what about your number five? My number five is a game we've talked about that was good at BGG Con. It is also, it is good multiplayer as well. Probably better multiplayer than it is solo, but the solo is very smooth. 
and you just do your turn eight turns in a row, Yukon Airways. Oh, I'm glad you said that because I have that coming on the way. <laughs> Yukon Airways has a nice solo. Uh, you set it up like as you would a two-player game, but it becomes more competitive at more player, which I like competitive. But the solo is just very smooth. You just do your turn, like I said, eight turns in a row, and you shoot for a high score. Cool. There's uh, the, the main part of Yukon Airways is your personal player mat where mm -hmm. basically it's like what upgrades are you going to do to improve your game to allow you to get the high score and there's a variety of them and you never know which way to go first and what to do first to make it the best and that's 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 the crux of the game is your personal player board which is supposedly looks like an airplane dashboard it's very thematic the switches and dials i like it a lot uh, the rest is dice that you roll and you assign them to these different gates and you pick up they're the quote unquote passengers and when you take up the same colored passenger to a location that has the same color activity they want to do so if you take a yellow die to a yellow cube in I don't, I can't remember the names of the towns there. They're so uh, uh, Saskatchewan, whatever. I don't know. But if you take a yellow die to a yellow cube and drop them off successfully with the amount of fuel you're allowed, then you can upgrade your personal player board. For every die you do that, you get to upgrade. It's all about upgrading, 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 being efficient. And that's all, that's all the solo is, is trying to operate the most efficiently. And it's a very nice solo for Yukon Airways. Designed by Al LaDuc. Nice. Um, yeah, I have it on the way. Miniature Market had a sale, and I every time I went to get that game, it was out of stock. And then I turn around, and it's on a sale. Like, okay, it's in stock, and it's on sale. And I got another game from the same designer as part of the same sale. Um, I got it because I have a couple people in my life who I think are going to love the theme. I hope it's good. It's called Cupcake Empire. And it's also a dice game that's got very uh, – the art is almost normally I don't like this thing, but it almost looks like it could be like a really high budget app, like my local bakery or whatever, you know, it's got that kind of art, which isn't my thing, but I think it does it well enough. I'm okay with it. And at the end of the day, it's like a dice Euro game, um, dice placement Euro game, but with this theme that you're a cupcake uh, baker. So Al LaDuke, Al LaDuke. Yeah. He did that one too. So I'm, I'm hopeful for it. I'm going to highlight a really quick one just because I don't think people are playing this game. It has like 200 reviews on Board Game Geek, which is ridiculous. Uh, nobody seems to be playing this game, and I think it's a shame. I've only played it once solo, so mo I'm mostly mentioning this just to get the word out on it a little bit for the two people that listen to this. Uh, but that's a Dr. Finn game that is just going totally under the radar. It's called Mining Colony. Uh, Mining Colony is... Uh, it's a it's it's pretty much an abstract game, but the theme is you're colonizing Mars. It's a very small footprint. It's a small box, like the size of Biblios, basically. Also by Doctor Finn, um, but it's jam packed with content. It's like a twenty five dollar game filled to the brim with content, and a small box takes up a small amount of table space. But just everything is so solid about it. The components are solid. The rules are great. There's no fat. There's no fat at all in the game. I really love that. Um, it's, it's, it reminds me, it is an abstract strategy game, 
but the theme also works just enough that it doesn't really feel that way. It reminds me of, um, uh, like, I don't know, some of those at Dr. Kinesia. Kinesia? Kinesia, there you go. Kinesia. Kinesia. Anesthesia. Anesthesia. I got dementia. Dementia. Um, like, through the desert, like, there's no theme there, but it, it kind of works mm. with the camels in the desert, you know. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that at all, but. I think if this was on, like, the Dice Tower, like, what do they call that? It was one of the Dice Tower lists. I think Chris Yee talked about this game or oh, somebody. And yeah, because I, I remember like it popped up I, when you said you mentioned this at some point. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that hearing about that game. I don't know. It's just something another Mars game. Yeah, it's another Mars game, but it's 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 very much an abstract game. But if you appreciate a game where every single piece in the game has a point and there's no fluff and it just works super well, it's one of those games that after I played it, I'm like, I wish I'd thought of that because it just works well. Um, and it's got a solo mode. I've only, I mostly played it multiplayer, but just check it out. Um, I think it's a lot of game for what's in the box. So what's your number four? My number four is Red Cathedral. Red uh, Cathedral is one of my right now favorite games, period. It's nice. great multiplayer. The solo is great, or should I say can be great. It's a deck of cards that you just deal out and then you flip them over as it's the AI's turn. Depending on how the AI is dealt out, you either have a shot to beat it or it will just destroy you. So it's it's kind mm -hmm. of un, uneven in that regard. It's <laughs> like, that, and that's the, one of the big complaints I've seen online is that if the cards are in a certain order, you just just forget about it. Just set but, it up again. <laughs> but if it's rather random, then it's a very enjoyable solo. And it's an enjoyable solo because I just love the game. Red Cathedral is so freaking solid. And it's so frustrating because you have this rondelle. And on that rondelle is these dice. And the pip on the die that is showing is how far forward you can move it on the rondelle. And I need this one to be over here so I can get this gold to build this part of the cathedral. Well, there's no die that shows that gold. Well, it's a rondelle, so then you can pay coins, as most rondelles, to further advance yourself. But it's also so tight, you generally don't have that many coins. Or that space is just occupied already, and you can't go there no matter what you want to do. I love Red Cathedral, just period. The solo is not the strongest solo, but because it does have a solo and it is Red Cathedral, and if those cards are dealt out where you have a chance to beat it, I thoroughly enjoy Red Cathedral solo. That's my number four. And I, it, it's received a lot of attention as just being Red Cathedral. Uh, it's a, I think it's a, yeah, it's a DeVere game. Mm-hmm. The designers Isra C and Shay S. They always shorten those names. I forget what they what they stand for, but yeah, it's a Devere game. I think it's pretty readily available, and I don't know if it has. It might have in the rule book like this is how you should set out the solo cards. If not, they should do that. Like that needs to be something they update and say, all right, for the solo, put the cards in this order for easy normal and then difficult that's what i would suggest but yeah i don't think they do that because i know that's the main complaint i've heard uh yeah. i also love Great cathedral but i've only tried it the once solo 
And I thought that was pretty good, but I really want to play it multiplayer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I played it two player and I'm just kind of mad. I still haven't played it with three or four because I've heard it's just fantastic at three, especially. Well, um, but I, to me, it's no difference because yeah. you have the same amount of die. Yeah. But I did play a three player game with Mike and Crystal and it the the die placement on the last three rounds just completely screwed me i could not get to where i needed to go no matter how hard i tried to back up and earn myself coins by backing up on the prestige points and uh, there was there's so many good decisions to make in this little game and i like that too it's a small Mm -hmm. game you can set up fairly quickly honestly this and mining colony are two sides of the same coin to me coin to me it's just it really does make a difference to me when you put that much game in the box and it's like, yes. you just feel like, man, it's just put together so well. There's nothing wasted or left over here. I, they, I do love that about the game. All they need to do does a uh, Devere. If, if they ever listen to cardboard K I'm sure they Isra, are. Yeah. Isra C and Shay S all you need to do for the solo is set the cards in order of easy, normal, and difficult, because the randomization is not good. The, the, the couple games I played, they were randomized at a normal rate where it's like, I had a hard time beating it. I don't even know if I did, but it was very close, but I could see where it's like, oh yeah, if it's in this order, it would just simply destroy you quite easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. I remember having that feeling about it. I'm going to come back to it solo though. Cause uh, yeah, but I've been waiting around to play it with three or four players and now I'll probably got to read the rules again. That's just how it works. So that was your number four. Number four. Uh, I'll talk about one more real quick then. I think this is a game that uh, I don't think it gets a lot of love, but uh, I think it has its fans and that's cold water crown and cold water crown is a game about fishing. Um, I've never fished seriously in my life. I've been sea fishing one time and I caught one fish and that was with the help of the guide. Um, But there's something about just the setting of being out on the ocean with your boat. um, Picking the different lures, catching the different fish. I don't know. It appeals to me. I don't know why. Um, I love the way the board looks. It's like a a peninsula with, you know, the surrounding ocean. Um, This is one of those rare games I think what I realized for solo games, at least so far, are either like very quick, easy setup, you know, like push your luck style games. Like Monster Expedition to me is sort of like the extreme end of easy setup, easy play, little effort, but quite a bit of fun. And then on the other end is like Fields of Arl, um, where all thinking all the time, all thinking all the time, <laughs> but it's worth it. So games that are in the middle, I've not really had a lot of huge success with with uh, solo so far. But this one is in the middle. It's much, it's medium weight, maybe even light medium. But I think because I enjoy just being in this space, I enjoy the the thing. It's incredibly thematic. I mean, it really is. The way you catch the fish, as far as basically playing cards can be, it's it's very thematic. Um, the, I don't know. I just enjoy being in this setting, so it works for me. Uh, there's luck. You know what's weird is I don't mind luck in a solo game at all, really. Like it doesn't bother me at all. In a multiplayer yeah. game, sometimes it really bothers me. It's it's weird how that works, but I don't care about bad luck in a solo game. It's just because I don't know. I grew up playing video games, and that's just part of it usually. Um, but Coldwater Crown, I I think maybe the reason I like it is I don't know what to compare it to. It's basically just a Euro game, 
but it dives in pun intended to this fishing theme so much that to me it ends up feeling different than anything else um i know jerry said another fishing game yeah that's based on this right right it's the same designer and i'm trying to freshwater fly is the other one that's it yeah and i think jerry said he prefers it which i bought them both at the same time so i'm excited to try that one out um but if you love fishing cold water crown and freshwater fly very very solid solo mode like uh 93 percent of people on board game geek recommend the solo game it's one of those i wanted to play it with my wife but talking her into playing a fishing game i'm like you know what it works just as well solo i'm okay with just playing this one solo so if you're into fishing or just the theme of it i think cold water crown is worth a try it's kind of a light medium game it's not heavy um but it's got just enough going on that it feels like it could be your game of the evening and you're satisfied a you game know. I have that I I wrote it down but did not mention it is Monster Expedition. Oh and yeah, I guess I, it would be a uh, of the last eleven games I've played solo. I guess it's number eleven because I was quite surprised. We played this multiplayer and it's just <laughs> it is uh, it's pointless, absolutely <laughs> pointless. But as a and and Trevor kept saying, try it, try it solo, try it solo, try it solo. And finally I did. I was like, you know what? You're right. This is a solo game and it's enjoyable solo. Yeah. I, of the 11 I played, if I had, I, I actually didn't realize it didn't rank it. But it probably would still be. Let's was my number 10. And you know what? I would put it at number 10 over Imperium. Imperium is now number 11. Okay. Monster Expedition is number 10. Yeah. I just it 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 is enjoyable and it's just a push your luck die rolling game. That's a oh yeah, one. that's all it is. But but I but I have seen these fishing that fishing game that the not the one not this one you're talking about not Coldwater Crown but the other one Freshwater I've seen fly. quite a bit Freshwater Fly and I was like I always wanted to try that solo because I've seen it a few places there for a while but like most things in board game community mm-hmm. quickly disappeared. I think what he does, if you don't, if the fishing thing just seems weird to you or pointless, like I don't know if they'd be worth it. Because I think with both these games, what he does is he kind of builds a mechanism that really makes sense for the fishing thing. And I think that is why they're so enjoyable because I don't know how to fish in real life, but I know just enough that it's like, you know what, this is clever. You know, this works. So. I know yeah. how to push the button, swing the rod and reel, yeah, yeah, and land exactly. in the water, and then reel it back in. And I enjoy catching fish, but I don't yes. enjoy fishing, period. Yeah, same here. So what's your number three? My number three is genotype. Oh. It has it it is a it's a weird theme about plant pea plant genetics in the eighteen hundreds or something. I didn't read the book, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's about messing with, you know, like the, the genetics of pea plants and, you know, genetically modified foods, but this one has a, a solo, which involves these cards, which are almost too clever because you have to play it like three times to really figure it out. But once you figure it out, you're like, ah, okay, I see what they're doing. And they're multi-use. So, it, and it has three phases of the game, which the cards cover all those. So the first phase, you're just doing worker placement. And the card will tell you, okay, if this is not occupied, then place your worker here. If that is occupied, you would place the worker there. 
then you go to this dice drafting phase, which the cards tell you which dice to draft. And then you go to this upgrade phase, which the the cards, I said dice, maybe the cards <laughs> tell you which, which area to go to. And you put the card up there and it has these arrows pointing. And it's just a very clever, I'm just so impressed with the way these cards are designed for this Automa. I really, really liked the genotype solo. I beat it both times, even just learning the game. So it may not be difficult enough. I don't know. But I played it three times solo and I beat it three times solo, but it was just barely. Yeah. Which is unusual. And, you know, most people like to lose to the solo or the automa because they like, they want it to be difficult. But it, it, so it's like, you know, okay, well, I beat it three times solo, but I just barely beat it. And, but the card play is just so ingenious in this automa that I was just so impressed with it. That's why it is my number three genotype. Uh, uh, genotype, the game period is very nice. We just did a review on it on Board Game Snobs. Very mm-hmm. enjoyable, a unique theme. It's not the best worker placement because I don't think that's the, the soul of the game. The soul of the game is in this upgrade phase. That's uh, kind of like uh, Yukon Airways. What do you decide to upgrade and you know advance in? That's where the meat of the game comes in. But I really like this game. I'm adding it to my wish list because uh, I've heard enough good about it. And I think Jerry said it's good. It's good. That was it's his good. in-depth analysis of yes. this game after about three beers in. <laughs> so you just have two left, right? I got two left, yes. All right. Let's see. I have uh, I have one more I actually want to talk about, but I will just briefly mention. Um, so talking about the extreme end, uh, I, I don't know what it is, but it, I cannot be bothered by theme at all in a game and enjoy it completely. Um, but when I do connect with the theme, I can accept things I normally wouldn't accept. Um, like I can accept really dense rules and a lot going on. And so I'm very hopeful for this next game. I've not played it. It still hasn't come in, but I went a little hog wild on it. And that's Clinic Deluxe Edition from Alvin Viard, which is a very heavy game. It's like a 4.3 on the weight scale. Um, it's going to be very ho- heavy for a solo game. It's one that people really love with two and three players, but a lot of people like it solo as well. It's known for being rules dense and having the weirdest like little, I don't know, like fringe cases and things that would normally drive me insane. But there's something about this game that I think it is a little bit insane. And I think the designer is a little bit eccentric. (laughs) That's really got my curiosity peaked. Um, You know, I work in healthcare and basically the theme is you're a, healthcare administrator, all the details of running a hospital, basically. Um, it probably plays nothing like this, but what it reminds me of is like food chain magnate, except that works with solo. It's just like this, um, like to make you feel like you're running a business, you know, running a, in this case, a hospital that has five expansions, like three big box expansions and two small expansions releasing on the same day as the capstone games edition of the game, which is crazy. And normally I would run for the hills at that kind of thing, but it feeds into this, this part that this designer is just, he's a little bit off the 
hinges, I guess, which is probably a terrible thing to say about somebody, but um, he designed all these expansions for a game <laughs> that like, you can just add whatever you want to. Like if you want to play with janitors, put in the janitors. There's apparently ghosts that can roam the halls, add that in, uh, you know, throw in, uh, there's one that's just like, um, I think there's literally one that adds zombies, which, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's got a very cynical atmosphere. You don't have like, to worry uh, about killing your patients because right. they will come back either way as a ghost or a zombie. Exactly. So, so they're not really dead. And, and apparently like the theme of it is sometimes it pays off to just let patients get worse because then you get more money if they get sicker. <laughs> so it's, it's got a very twisted sense of humor about it for like what is basically just a very heavy Euro game. Welcome um, for insurance. That's what it's all about. So yeah, here in a couple months, expect either an excited review of this game on the channel, or I've just wasted a considerable <laughs> amount of money. <laughs> I honestly don't know which it's going to be at this point. I've heard of Clinic, I, uh, and I, I I seen it, and I was like, that looks interesting, but I didn't know they had like a whole thing going for it. So yeah, it's called Deluxe Edition, and it's a it's a nice looking Euro game, but it's not deluxe like minis or anything like that. No. By deluxe, it means the original game was literally in like a corrugated cardboard box with like hand cut pieces and stuff. <laughs> like it was very, uh, the original was a very indie production. Like, uh, now you'll get metal coins. That's what it means. Uh, no, no, not even that. It's just like, well, there's no. a ton of, there's a ton of wooden pieces like doctors and nurses and cars. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Clinic Deluxe has me intrigued and I'm, Mo I'm more excited to play this game than anything else. And it's so stinking heavy. The rule book is huge. I don't mm -hmm. know if I'll be able to get anybody else to play with me. So I hope, I pray that I enjoy it solo or I've just wasted the mm -hmm. money on the base game and all the expansions, which I got because I felt like it'd be hard to get later. And I'm an absolute idiot. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Like bonfire part two. Yeah. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> it, I hope it's worth the effort. I know it's going to be a lot of effort, but I hope it's worth the effort. But speaking of worth the effort, uh, having a number two, um, what is your number two? <laughs> My number two of, okay, now I again, I need to restress because I don't know how people listen to stuff. This is just simply the last 10 solo games I've played that I've ranked in a, a, a according order. So you're number two of all time, definitively. <laughs> no! Okay. My number two of the last 10 games I've happened to play recently but also, as a solo game, this would be high on my list no matter what, and that's why I've played it recently, is Castles of Burgundy, the card game. Oh, wow. It has a, a Castles of Burgundy, the card game. I would play over Castles of Burgundy, the regular game, period. Okay. I have played both, and I prefer the card game. The card game also offers a very nice smooth streamlined solo in which you play for uh, let's see i think you play for three four five six seven i think you play for five rounds it may be six i don't have the rules in front of me and you just for the ai you lay out three cards then four cards and five cards then six cards and i think then seven cards so for your first round you flip over the three cards of the ai and you would assign them as you would in castles of burgundy you assign them to their different locations, depending on type and color, if it's a building, if it's ships, if it's, uh, you know, the cattle cards, whatever. So then you have to beat that for your first round. It's got that like the aggressive AI point variant that uh, Viticulture has. If you play it that way, we're like, 
your first round, you need to have at least this many points to continue on to the next round. Well, Castles of Burgundy offers that. So generally with three cards, it's not hard to beat. It gives, it's kind of, you know, it starts you off nice and easy. So you're building your buildings with the cards and it's the card game is so smooth and quick and simple. And you use the, you flip over a card and that is your die. And with that die, you can choose to either the same thing with Castles of Bergen. You can either purchase a building to stick for your project that you're going to build in the future, or you can build a card that's in your plans to build, or you can use it for, to buy, purchase a worker. Like each card you can do three or four different things with as a solo it progressively gets a little more difficult because each round where you're flipping over more cards for the AI and they'll separate. And if they happen to fall just right, oh man, like all four of these cards are buildings of this particular type. So bam, the AI's got seven points all of a sudden that you need to beat this round. So it's, it's like, it's just hard enough each round and it's very balanced in the way that it does it, that each round you're not blown out of the water, but you know, okay, I've got to get at least a few more points to keep up. And then by the last round, you're either in or you're out. And it's a very, I love this game as a solo. I love it. Even as a multiplayer, I like this game and I prefer the card game over the regular board game. Castles of Burkin the card game is designed by Stefan Feld. And it's just a very streamlined, superior version to, wait a minute. No, no, it's genotype. I'm looking at the wrong one. Uh, yeah, it's just a, to me, it's, it's, to me, it's better than the board game, but I'm in the minority, I believe. Well, I'm not even going to bother to add this one to my wish list. I'm just going to go and order it. <laughs> it's 15 bucks on Amazon. And apparently it was only 10 bucks on Game Nerds, but it seems to be out of stock everywhere except Amazon. But uh, 15 bucks. I've always meant to get this one. I just haven't. I do love Castles of Burgundy, but it's been literally probably three years since I played it now. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's those so, little uh, bitty cards. It's the little bitty cards. Oh, and I really? will say, I will say, even though it's a card game, it does have a rather large footprint on your table. Yeah. Because you have to line out your six die. And that represents your die row. So you just lay out these cards for your die row. And then you'll lay out the cards that are the buildings in those die. So then you have, depending on players that are playing, it, you lay out a certain amount of cards. But in the solo, you do the six and then you flip over the next card. And if it shows like the number three, well, then you put that on the third die. And then that's it. But then you have your workers, your silver uh the two uh boxes of points and you know all the little different mm -hmm. things it still has a pretty large footprint but it's still much more streamlined to me as far as castles of burgundy well somehow even though it's just a deck of cards it looks better than castles of burgundy <laughs> like it's it's not a beautiful game but it's somehow not quite as ugly and it doesn't focus so much on uh, you can get bonus points for building so many of the certain you know buildings or the animal cards or whatever like if you build all of them you get bonus cards mm -hmm. uh, i also have the dice game which i it's also pretty good but it, it focuses really on filling in the different sections of the different types 
uh, I prefer the card game over the the dice game is even more like watered down and diluted. Uh, I, the the card game to me is just the perfect. It, it's it's really good. Yeah, I'm gonna. It seems to be hard to get now, except as Amazon still has it for 15 bucks. So I I don't think I'm gonna wait. I'm just gonna go and get it. Uh, people agree with you, by the way. The solo game is actually more recommended than the four player game. Uh, hmm. Apparently, it shines with two and three as well. Um, yeah. I'm going to go pee real quick. Will you do that? And <laughs> I'll go ahead and start talking about a game um, that I thought about doing a full episode on, but I'm just afraid nobody would care about it enough because it's just not a game that's got any buzz. Um, but it's a game that I've only played solo so far. And I think it's one of those games that fell under the radar. I know Tom Bassel did a very positive review on it. Uh, but even then, he mentioned it seemed like nobody was talking about this game. And that's Neom. Neom. Uh, N-E-O-M. Kind of like Neon, except with an M on the end. Neom, which means something, it's something city-related. I can't remember what it means. It's an odd name, honestly. But it's a, a tile-drafting, city-building game that the designer has made no uh, apologies for the fact that it's very, very inspired by Seven Wonders. But there's no cards in the game. It's all tiles. And you have your own player board where you build your city. And there's a bunch of different ones that come in the game that basically just look different, give you different background art, but also give you a different starting resource. Um, and so what Neom is, is a drafting game like Seven Wonders, where you get this pile of tiles, you pick your favorite one, and then you pass the rest to the next player. And as you get them, you simply add them to your city. And it's very simple rules about how they're added to your city. Um, Gobby's back. I'm talking about a game that you've probably not heard of because nobody talks about this game. It's called Neom. Uh, it's a city-building, tile-drafting game. Um, and I think... I'm trying to think why I've enjoyed this so much. Uh, I've played it four times, all solo. Um and I am interested to play it multiplayer, but it's amazing to me that it works so well solo because at the end of the day, it is 50% tile drafting. That's what it is. It is people have made fun of how similar it is to Seven Wonders. The designer, the designer didn't help things. He basically said that he set out to make a game that is Seven Wonders, but that fixes the things he doesn't like about Seven Wonders. I don't know if it does that. But I love that it's tiles you put in your city. There's no cards at all in the game. For some reason, I, I like that. Um, and as you're going, it does bring to mind SimCity. Like, it, to me, it does feel a little bit like SimCity, and I enjoy that. Um, but it's all about, it's 50% picking the best tile out of these options you're given. And like Seven Wonders, they fall in different categories. Like, these might produce money. These mostly produce victory points. These provide power, but also pollution. These are housing. And so, like, the more you have in a line or in a group, the better the points because you're creating a neighborhood. The tile placement is super simple. The only rule is you have to be able to have a road from the tile you just placed that goes back to the center of your board. You always have to be able to trace at least one road back to the center of your board. Um, but the complexity comes in that each tile does something. Um, and there's a lot of symbols on it. But the rule book is just very well done. And by the end of my first game, I was not looking much stuff up. It's very, it's a little 
fiddly your first game, but it's one of those games that the effort required to play it goes down dramatically from your second game on. And so for me, I just set it up, shuffle the tiles and play it again. And that's why it works so well as a solo game. Because, yeah, it's like a medium-weight game, but once you've got it set up and on the table, literally all you have to do is clear your board, shuffle the tiles, and go again. Um, that initial game is going to feel like a bit of setup and a bit of you know learning things, looking up the tiles in the back of the book. But after that, I just really enjoyed it. Once I was able to just focus on building I'm, maybe this game, I'm going for a huge neighborhood, and every tile I get that supports that, I'm going to grab it. But the way the drafting works in a solo game is kind of stupid simple, but also kind of ingenious. You basically start every round as three eras, just like Seven Wonders. Um, and you basically start every round by making these piles of tiles. And so you pick up this pile, and that's what you have to choose from. Then you get the next pile, then the next pile. Um, and so you've always got a lot of choices, but not an overwhelming number. It's just always just enough. Um, I really love it. I know one of the things that I think killed this game is there's some reviewers who made a big deal about the disaster tiles. You know, if you've ever played SimCity, there's always a disaster that can come through. In this game, there's only three disasters. There's fire, there's flood, and there's a crime wave. And every game, each of these tiles is going to come out exactly one time, and you know what they do. Um, in the solo game, it's not an issue at all. In the multiplayer game, people's issue is somebody has to draft these really mean tiles and they're almost so mean that you almost hate to play it on other people. Um, Cause if you're the one that drafts it, it happens to everybody, but you, but in the solo game, you just know it's coming. So you just got to prepare for it. Uh, there is an easy fix in the multiplayer game. If you think that's too mean, I'm not going to go into that here, but um, you can do it in a way that doesn't require somebody to be mean basically. But I think people made too much of a big deal about that. I think the disaster tiles are just part of the game. Yeah, you're going to lose a chunk of points if you've not prepared for the disaster tiles, but it's okay if you've made up for it in other areas. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed Neom, and right now, if you can find it, it seems to be on sale everywhere. I think it was like 25 bucks on Amazon. I, got I was like, looking at it. So yeah. It 25. I was like, well, that's pretty cheap. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, to me, it just works really well solo. If if you play a second game, if you if the city building thing appeals to you at all, I think you'll enjoy it. If I just played it one time, it is a little bit of work that first game because there's a lot of symbols. But honestly, they just make sense after you've done it one full game. Um, like, you just know what they do when you look at them, but you don't know that the first game. So you're looking at the back, okay, this is what this does, you know. Um, is it city building, tile laying in the sense of Carcassonne or more in the sense of uh, suburbia? Honestly, it really is more about picking your favorite tile like, to me, it doesn't feel just like Seven Wonders, but that really is the meat, the meat of it. Like, okay. so as far as the city building, to me, it doesn't really feel like Carcassonne or um, Suburbia. It feels, but more Suburbia, yeah, because, like, if you've got a tile that causes pollution, you don't want your houses near it. Um, if you want your houses all grouped together, you know, you want at least one power plant. Um, but the scoring is very simple. Like, it tells you right here, Here's where you get your points. It's mostly just the points written on the tiles themselves, plus your neighborhoods, plus you lose points if you don't have at least one power plant. Um, and then, yeah, like, I'm trying to think to what compare it to the most. It doesn't feel totally unique, 
but it does by the time I'm done, it does kind of feel like this is my little city. And I, sh- and I kind of shaped it the direction I wanted it to go this game. Like, you know, I wasn't worried about houses at all this game. Instead, I just have businesses everywhere and I made tons of cash because cash converts to points at the end of the game too. So um, yeah, to me, it, it, it doesn't get bogged down to a lot of minutia. Like I would say it's a lighter game than suburbia as far as the city building part. It's more about picking the tile you want based on your strategy and not getting distracted by, oh, this tile looks great. But yeah, that's not what I'm trying to do right now. So you kind of got to focus in a little bit. Um, I, I think it works really well solo. And I do think it might be even better multiplayer. But if I only play it solo, to me, it's been worth it so far. So, uh, but yeah, it, it takes a little effort that first game. Um, but I mean, nothing you can handle if you played Fields of Arl and stuff like that solo. So, you know, and it's, I think I like it because once you've got it set up, you can play two or three games in the evening. And the second and third game, you'll whip through in probably 20 to 30 minutes because you've already done most of the setup. Um, but yeah, Neom, I recommend it before it's totally out of print if it sounds good at all to you because it's for some reason not sold well at all, apparently. The cover is kind of ugly and the name is weird. I think that might be the only reason it hasn't sold well. Neom, what is, neom. What, what is even a Neom? I literally saw him explain in... And it might have been like in a response to Tom Vassell's video, which he liked the game, but he also said, what is this name? And it's it's uh, like a Middle Eastern term for something to do with city management. It's a weird name. Okay. Uh, yeah. But all right. So you're, you're, you're at your number one, right? The number one game of the top 10 I have played recently. Not my number one solo game of all time. Number one best ever. There's no other contenders. <laughs> People are ignorant. You got to restate everything a yeah, thousand sure. times for that. I assume time everybody listens to this as an idiot. That's true. <laughs> oh, oh, shots fired. <laughs> uh, hostage negotiator. Oh, I've had this here. Bubba brought it by and is like, here's the cell. I, I think he had it. And I was like, I want to play that. He drops it off. I haven't played it forever. Then final girl comes out like this is the uh, successor to hostage negotiator. One of the same designers. I was like, well, darn, let me play hostage to go shader. And I freaking love this game. And it is, it is, it was already highly regarded as a solo game. It is solo only. Mm-hmm. There are several expansions to it. And in hostage negotiator, it is just that you play these cards that allow you these abilities to negotiate with the criminal at large. And there's a few different criminals to choose from based on the scenario you want to go with and you roll die and hope for the best. And I've had some great moments with this game and just the short time I've played where it's like on this die row, I can either defeat the negotiator, uh, defeat the, the terrorist by either shooting him or negotiating with him <laughs> and, uh, or just losing and he kills all the hostages and just those die rolls make this game extremely fun. I'm trying to think if it's really thematic because it's just die rolling on cards. So there's not a whole lot of mechanisms that make it thematic, but there's this track you run up on this one particular card. It's like the threat level versus I, I forget what the other level is, but you got two different ways you're going on this two different tracks. And depending on where they go, it allows you to either roll fewer good die for yourself 
or more good die where you have more of a chance of succeeding. And it's just a, this is the level of solo. I think is probably my favorite. It's pretty light. It's just a few cards and some die and you're ready to go. I was thinking of this when you were discussing earlier, I forgot which game you were discussing, but I have an acrony, which a friend of mine is like, you know, every time I, I mentioned an acrony to him, he's like, every time I've come over, cause I thought he'd played it with us. He's like, every time I've come over, y'all are already playing it. And I've never, I was like, oh man, I thought you played it with us, but I also like an acrony solo, but it's been forever since I've played it. <clears throat> so since then I played all of these light games, solo hostage, negotiator, castles of Burgundy villagers. All of these are fairly a pocket landship, just super quick setup. Bam. You're in the game. I was like, well, let me break out an acronym. He set up. And that way I can call him and say, Hey, I've got it set up. Let's go. My God, it's a headache. <laughs> it's a buttload of pieces. And it's, I, I feel it's like what you're talking about bonfire. It's just anachrony i like so yes the overhead is worth it it's worth it but just barely because there are a load of pieces to this game and even though i enjoy the solo it's like you have to play it regular to remember it which there for a while i did i went through a phase where i played a bunch of games solo of anachrony but it's been probably a year or so now no it's been longer than that it's been at least since the pandemic started so Two or three years since I played Anachrony. And I have no idea how to set it up other <laughs> than some few basics. Like there's all these moving pieces. I'm like, um, I'm already exhausted, but I prefer give me hostage negotiator over Anachrony solo because you can knock it out, play it several times. The die rolls make everything interesting. Every role is life or death almost. And <laughs> I just, and I know, uh, Mike Delizio, he's like, final, you need to play final girl. I was like, I hear that. Apparently final girl, like fixes a few things and it's even, you know, a, a better game, but, but it's also like super expensive to get all that stuff. I want to play final girl. I really do, but I also don't have that much money. So I have not purchased final girl. Uh, but a hostage negotiator is my number one of my top 10 no of the 10 games i've played solo <laughs> it's my favorite here recently well it's another one for my wish list i'll be honest i probably would have looked at it and just passed over it. i always assumed it was a, a social deduction game it just sounds like it would be really no <laughs> like just, yeah it's, hostage it's, negotiator i thought it was one of those like um I don't uh, know, it like resistance a, type thing it's a one player only yeah cool well, I'm not, I of course didn't do mine in any order, but if I was going to pick purely on solo based on what I've played, I mean, Newton, I just got addicted to it. So I'd probably have to say that. But right now, actually, Neom, I think is the one I would want to play the most uh, of all these solo. Um, and then did Newton you pay $25 for it when you bought it, or was it? I, more? I got it off miniature market around that price. Yeah. It was, uh, you, you had mentioned at the start of this episode, we'll close with this. Like, I don't know if you remember. It might have been the episode you were on. I think it was. Where the whole episode, all we talked about was my feet, basically, and how much they hurt. <laughs> and I complained about not playing board games anymore, and I basically belly ached. It was pretty much like the next week after that, I think I started playing Newton solo. And I'm like, okay, I freaking love board games. And I placed like three board game orders since then. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've gotten back into a hardcore and I'm super excited about it again. And, uh, yeah. And neon was one of those orders that I placed. Um, well, that's good because it yeah. sucks when you were into something, you don't enjoy it no more. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that was fun. Um, hopefully we do this, revisit this topic and I've played enough solo games that I can do a top 10. Cause you know, top 10s are what I love too. Um, but yeah. I think I think three of yours are on my wish list now, so that's bad because I've got too many games. <laughs> but thanks for coming. Uh, I think we've gone over how long we said we'd go, so I hope you didn't miss your important phone call. No, it's good. We're good. Cool. Well, we'll catch you next time. Uh, check out Board Game Snobs and then tell me what I need to do to correct this. Leave me another one-star review. I think last time I had Gobby on, somebody left me a one-star review. So uh, <laughs> That's my fault, then. <laughs> I still think it's a conspiracy. No, <laughs> leave a five-star review for Gobby. I don't care what you think about the show. Just, you know, for Gobby's uh, no, willingness to be on here. No. And, uh, but uh, Am I good at this? No. I just enjoy talking. That That's my life, yeah. So, that's it. All right, I'll catch you all next time on Cardboard Cave. Who knows what the topic will be? I never know myself. Bye-bye.